Hello, Marketeers. Welcome to another episode of AEC Marketeer Podcast, exploring AEC marketing and beyond. I'm your host, Keelan Cox, and I'll be exploring marketing trends and answering your most pressing questions to help you thrive as an AEC Marketeer. On today's episode of AEC Marketeer, I'm interviewing Julie Schaefer, CPSM. After 11 years honing her skills, Julie founded Schaefer Creative in 2012 to share her vast industry knowledge and orchestrate creative branding solutions. Her work has been recognized with local, national, and international awards for marketing collateral and graphic design. An Adobe certified expert in InDesign CC, Julie's popular training workshops take her all over the US. She's had the honor of presenting at more than 20 association events in the past two years with more to come. Well, thank you, Julie, for joining us. I'm thrilled to have you. And I enjoy starting this podcast off with my favorite question because it's a question I ask everyone when I first meet them. And that is, how did you end up in the AEC industry? What's your story? So, well, first of all, Keelan, I am thrilled to be here. I just, I adore you. You are fantastic. So I'm so excited to be part of this. Really to kind of start back of my history in the industry, college. And that was, um, I really struggled finding a major. Um, I found that I was creative and I was a good writer, but I really didn't know where that should end up. And so I kind of floundered a bit and I you know, jumped schools a little bit. And then I took an entirely different direction and got married and had a baby when I was 20. So I had my daughter, Katie. And then I decided, you know, college was very important to me and graduating was very important. So I went to my advisor and said, what is the closest thing I have to degree? She said, well, communications. Looks like you took an elective. Why don't you do that? So great. I'll do that. So I, I entered the communication school with a degree in advertising and one of my classes was a graphic design class. And back then it was using PageMaker. If you remember Adobe PageMaker and of course Photoshop. And I realized that that really made sense to me. Like I really, I loved it. I loved doing that kind of page layout. So as soon as I graduated and now at this point I have two kids. When I graduated, I had a three-year-old and a three-month-old. I immediately started doing just side work. I was a freelancer, graphic design. And some of those projects were um, paid by the project and not by the hour. And so I learned really early on that I needed to make sure that the software I was using, I was using it as efficiently as possible. So in 2001, I've been doing it now for about three years. I had worked with real estate companies and schools and different things. And at my church, in full disclosure, my neighbor slash fellow church attendee saw my work and he owned an engineering firm. And he said, you know, I think you would really work well as a marketing coordinator. We have this position open. I want you to come interview for it. And so I did. And, you know, when we're talking, they said, well, we do proposals in Word. And I was like, you know... I, if you want me to come on board, I'm going to have to insist that we use PageMaker. And they said, well, you're the only person that would have it. Why would we do that? You know? And I said, well, it it is, I think the tool that we need to be using for, for these kinds of projects, because I have no idea what you're talking about for proposals anyway, but (laughs) multi-page project, lots of images, let's use PageMaker. 
So that's, that's how it happened. So in 2001, I actually started as a contractor because again, I have two small children. And then in 2003, I now I'm a single mom and I went full time. So as, as okay. marketing coordinator in house. Oh, very cool. So you actually, you started as a freelancer, went to a company yes. that sounds like went back to freelancing. <laughs> So, well, in, so as a side note, one of the projects that I did was a, a magazine really for a school, a private school, and they hired me. That was my very first contract out of college. And I kept that because it wasn't competing with my engineering. I talked to my boss about it and said, I really want to do this project for this school. And for 12 years, I did that magazine for them. And I was paid by the project for all of those. And so I really learned to use InDesign really efficiently for that work, especially because obviously I needed to be efficient of how I was getting paid. And that just translated nicely over into the proposal world at my firm. Okay. This actually makes a lot more sense now, knowing that you used to get paid by the project, because my next question was, what made you decide to become an Adobe expert or what sort of spurred that? And it sounds like it was a natural progression of just having to do things efficiently to make the best use of your time. Would that be correct? And that really is correct. It also, you know, when I started my own firm and of course working with AEC clients that everyone has a PE or an AIA or some sort of certification at the end of their name, I realized pretty quickly that they needed that for me as well. So I actually didn't become a certified professional services marketer until I started my own company, actually a few years into it. And then I just thought, you know, I promote that I know in design really well, I might as well get some certification around that. So I did take the, the certification test for InDesign. So, and it really has paid off. It actually was, it's a really hard test. <laughs> so, okay. So it really did make sense to do that. Yeah, that's one of the things. I also got my CPSM and I've noticed that for whatever reason, engineers just respect it a lot more. Yes. Like we're in an industry of acronyms. Yes. And <laughs> just they love the alphabet soup after your name. So it's like, well, okay. Yeah. This is what's going to make you see me. Fine. <laughs> that is so true. I mean, it, it really, it made such a huge difference just getting my CPSM, even though, you know, I'd been in the industry at that point. Right. I felt like, but yeah, it, it really. Yeah, you're invisible to your technical people until you have letters after your name. It's true. It really yeah. is. <laughs> so. Then what prompted you to start Schaefer Creative? Was that after you had worked at the consulting firm and you were still on with that school newsletter? So I, I did continue to do that newsletter for many years, but I had worked at my firm, which is a wonderful company and, and still a client of ours. Um, I'd worked there for 11 years and really I just kept getting sucked back into proposals. You know, I had moved up, I was marketing manager, I was creative director and I had staff that could do proposals, but they would just kept coming back to me saying, you know, I, I know you have people, but this one is just a must win. We really need you to work on it. And which was fine because I actually, in a sick kind of way, enjoy proposals. But I just <laughs> felt like I was on this hamster wheel. You know, I right. just wasn't going to go anywhere any higher at that company or really, I kind of felt like that, that just might be the case. Mm. But I also 
really felt like I had more to offer. I also do photography and some other things. And it kind of all came together when my kids, at the time that I left, my kids were in middle school and high school. And I was tired of them being latchkey kids and getting home at 6.30 or 7 or 8 at night. You know, it was just kind of time that I knew I could make a big impact on them at that point Mm -hmm. if I were home more. And I would be able to kind of just creatively grow outside of just that one firm. So it really made a lot of sense. Uh, I tried to do it a full year before I actually did leave. They did convince me to stay on and kind of help the transition period. So I did that. But yeah. in 2012, June of 2012, actually, so almost eight years ago, oh wow, I started Shaper Creative officially. Excellent. Okay. So then what's it been like running your own company? Because I know you're extremely successful, or at least it looks that way. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was funny when I first started, one of the first phone calls I got was from a former coworker who had moved over to an owner. So she worked at a water agency um, in Fort Worth and needed some kind of graphics and public communication support. So I was like, well, that's just kind of totally different. But I knew that owner really well because my firm had worked with them. So I started working with them, kind of doing public communications, but from the owner's perspective, which was a really interesting perspective to get. And then I started getting phone calls from other consultants saying, you know, hey, we need your help. We're, we're implementing vision. I know that you know how to do Delta vision. Uh, we need some proposal support. And when I stepped back and started doing it from this side of the table, I realized, wow, this is awesome because now I can, you know, I can set my own hours. I can say no if I need to. I can go out of town and not feel bad about it. Yeah. These pursuits on the table. So in that regard, it really was exciting. And I was able to start working for firms that do a lot of different things. So my original firm had a really strong niche in water, but now I've been working, you know, with everybody. So transportation and landscape architecture and construction and all of these different types of AEC firms really makes it really exciting and really interesting. So I went back and actually looked at my first year um, in 2012 and kind of where my hours were. And they mostly were with that water district. And then the next year in 2013, I almost, you know, I more than doubled my billable income and starting, it's starting to see spreading out into engineering firms and other consulting firms. So it's pretty exciting stuff. So how did you end up getting your name out there? Was it just sort of word of mouth, the people that you knew? It really was a lot of referrals in the, in the early, you know, the first few years, just, I really didn't ever have to do like a proposal for anybody because I was just answering the phone which was a fantastic. It was a wonderful way, you know, cause we, we feel like if we do good work, then they'll come back to us. So, yeah. so I really did it on my own with some sub consultant support as I needed it until 2017. That's okay. when I hired my first employee. Um, and now I have um, three additional. Oh, excellent. It's, it's been a lot of fun. At what point did you decide I am an expert. Now I can take this to conferences. I can teach people. Was that, did you feel equipped to, to teach people after you got the Adobe certificate? Actually, before that, I started okay. doing it. You know, I was always, I've always been really passionate about training coordinators on, on doing their jobs because one, 
nobody has a degree in this most likely. So, you know, and so at my own firm, I would train my team, you know, back when I was still in house training them on how to use it. And when I went on my own, I had a firm call and say, Hey, we know that you're really good at this. Can you come train our marketing team on how to use InDesign really just for proposals? So I started putting together kind of that curriculum and really I saw so much benefit from it. They were so grateful, you know, and I, I thought this is really a niche that needs to be filled. Yeah. Um, I had one client called me in an engineering firm and they had lost their marketing coordinator. She had, she was burned out. she left the industry. Mm-hmm. They said, you know, we need you to do this proposal. And they gave me the InDesign file and it was honestly one of the best graphic proposals I have ever seen. It was fantastic. But when I dug into it, it wasn't styled. Like everything had been done manually. Like I could tell that she kind of knew some styles because there were kind of some things in there. But she spent all of this time doing this incredible graphic piece manually, which is why it burned her out. Like she was working ridiculous hours. And it made me so sad for her because I was like, she's so talented. If she had only known how to do this efficiently, and automate as much as she possibly could, she would have been able to do so much more and offer so much more creative insight and messaging around it. So I really took that to heart because I see that a lot. Mm -hmm. I really try, you know, I know that none of us probably enter the industry so we could format data all day long. (laughs) So let's make that as painless as possible and as quick as possible so that we can do what we're passionate about. And that is probably strategy and messaging and really helping our firms differentiate themselves and win work. If I were just starting out as a marketing coordinator at a a smaller engineering firm, what would you say my argument should be to get InDesign training to get InDesign? Because usually that's even a struggle. It really is. One of the things, you know, in Word is a wonderful program for what it's designed to do, and that is words. Mm -hmm. It is add images to it, it actually degrades the quality of the image because that's not what Word is designed to do. Right. So that's one of the first things that I say is that your competitors are using InDesign. There's no reason, like if you want to compete in this marketplace, you have to, you have to have proposals that are up to par. Right. And most of my clients, because I do work with a lot of small firms, they, they do understand that. They do know that they need to look fantastic. Yeah. So, and then as a coordinator, I recommend, obviously, you have to not only get trained on it, but get training on it that's specific to your job because there's fantastic training. InDesign is a massive program. It does, I mean, it, it hits almost every industry, it seems like. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's some things that really aren't relevant to us, you know, as far as doing proposals. So really finding that, what's going to be helpful for your day-to-day job in a putting together proposals. I remember one of the things that really stuck out to me, because I've taken one of your InDesign courses, which I loved, is that you said that you are also doing your presentations in InDesign, which was mind-blowing to me. (laughs) Yes. I don't know why, because (laughs) (laughs) PowerPoint and Word are still part of the same, you know, software grouping. So I don't know why I was so shocked. (laughs) And you had said, I, I remember asking you the question, well, how do you get people on board with it? And you're just like, well, they have to be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, they do. Um, you know, one of the first things we say in our meetings with clients is, you know, we're, we're an Adobe group, we're an InDesign group. What we give you will be products that we develop in InDesign. So whether it's presentations, proposals, whatever, that's, we're going to give you those PDFs of what we developed. And it's mainly just from a consistency standpoint. It's so easy to go from the proposal to the presentation when you have all of those styles and every, all those elements already there. Yeah. I really, I really love using it for just presentations too. That makes so much sense. Yeah. I'm still, I'm still fighting that battle over here. Yes. Yes. I get that. (laughs) I now understand how you came to your niche of like presenting at Build Business at all of these different SMPS conferences. What would you suggest to someone who's trying to find their niche, who maybe wants to present, doesn't know what to present? How would you go about recommending where they should focus their energy on or what value they bring to other people? How did you recognize it? So I really kind of dug deep to figure out my passion. Prior to that, I actually did pitch a few conferences and I wasn't selected because what I pitched was not something I was passionate about. I thought it might be something that would be selected. And it wasn't until, you know, my very first one that I did at a regional was on graphic design. And I thought, you know, this is an area, it was kind of aimed at beginners, but this is an area that a lot of these people, a lot of these coordinators have never learned because they didn't you know, they don't have a degree in this. So uh, really finding that passion and finding something that would be helpful. You know, all of my sessions tend to be a little bit different than some of the other ones because mine, I try to give things that are just hands-on. If you learn nothing else today, use this script. This will help you in your life, you know? (laughs) So Yeah. And there's so much truth to that because I think I've taken three of your courses. And each time I come out with maybe two tools, even though I've heard all the same things from you and then some, and I keep thinking like, I'm going to bring all of this back. I write it all down, but (laughs) one or two things stick. So (laughs) maybe in five years, (laughs) I'll remember all your tools, but they do, they save so much time and they're so practical. That's, and that's really what, you know, I'm very much if you can do it fast, what's a way you can do it faster? Let's just figure it out. You know, if it takes three clicks, let's get it down to two. Very much of trying to make it as efficient and consistent as possible. Yeah. You know, we know our time is sucked into other things. So totally. Yep. I am curious because I have so many mentors that I look up to. I basically dub anyone that I look up to my mentor Yes. I just sort of like tell them <laughs> that they're my mentor. <laughs> who do you look up to and who is or was your mentor? Oh my goodness. Yes. Yeah, so, well, there have been, there are so many people in this industry that are just so powerful. Early, early in my career, really right when I started at the firm, they hired Pat Holcomb to come in to do some marketing stuff. And she was the very first person who told me about SMPS. She was the first person to really kind of get me, help me understand what my job really was supposed to be. You know, and once I joined SMPS back then, that was the Dallas-Fort Worth chapter that was combined, you know, going to sessions and hearing Nancy Ussery speak, going to SRC and hearing Carolyn Ferguson and Doug Parker and, and knowing like Jen Newman, I've known her for years when she was here in Fort Worth. Mm -hmm. There've been so many people that 
have crossed my path that are just fantastic that I look up to. And then from a, just a design standpoint and photography standpoint, Scott Kelby and Dave Cross and some of those and, and kind of that arena as well as a designer. So there, there have been many, many, many people. Do you get your inspiration for some of your graphics from other industries? Do you ever just like look at what everyone else is doing outside of our industry and try and pull it in? You know, that's so funny you say that. I had a team meeting yesterday that I was telling my staff that I was looking through Vanity Fair. I I was like, I have no idea what the articles were about, but I was actually looking at the design. Like, what, what are those types of things doing? And yes, I absolutely look at what our culture is doing as a whole and trying to weave those in to our industry wherever I can. So absolutely. I remember reading The Marketer and there was a really cool article. I think it was two or three years ago that said, whatever you see in fashion magazines, like the colors of the clothes, different design elements will show up in interior design three to five years later. Yes. And my mind was just blown. Yeah. And it's true. It <laughs> Ever since true. then, I've been paying attention. So I looked through all these fashion magazines. It, it's so true. I, I really do think the fashion magazines really give us insight on even color and just all kinds yeah. of fonts. There's different things that we can start to use. So I, I love that. What do you wish you would have known early on in your career that you know now? If you were looking at someone who is just starting their career, what wisdom would you impart on them? One of the things I wish I had done earlier is really speak up and offer my opinions. When I was an early coordinator, I really just sat there and absorbed information. And in hindsight, I wish I would have been more secure in my position and just kind of really started offering opinions really, really early on. I mean, I did fairly early, but... You know, right. just, just remember you do have value. You know, you they hired you for a reason. You have value to your team and speak up and give ideas and participate because it can be really daunting when you're sitting in a room of all of these acronym soup people. Right. To to think just little old new grad me, what what do I have to offer? You do have something to offer and you do have something to say. So I would definitely recommend that. And then help your team help you. One of the things I did early on is I realized that as long as I didn't keep asking for information that I already had, once I did need something for my technical team, they were really there on it. They were going to help me because I reserved that emergency stuff for true emergencies. Right. Just be mindful of that. Be mindful of their time so that you're not wasting their time when they're like, I've totally given that to you 12 different times. Like, why are you asking for it again? I would also recommend that too. I love that. That's a good tip. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining me. I have thoroughly enjoyed this interview. I feel like I know you a lot better now. I, I already knew you were amazing, but to know your backstory is pretty special. So thank you. I did want to say one last thing, and that is um, my daughter, Katie, is a marketing coordinator. So oh, no way. <laughs> yeah. So... Oh, so maybe when I ask this question about how you got started in the industry, I'm just dying for the time when someone says, I studied it, duh. I know. (laughs) (laughs) That's so exciting. Yes. So. Is she going to work for you? 
Um, no, she works in-house at a contractor. So. Oh, very good. Okay. Well, yeah. very cool. Thank yeah. you. To find out more about Julie Schaefer, you can visit schafercreative.com, also linked in this episode's show notes.